That is so retrograde. It is. Yay. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari and Cott. Yeah, we got married. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's for Roses and Thorns. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and aligning your hearts and minds with a higher vibration that we call this show. And it's March. Woohoo! How's it going, Steph? It's going really well. Excited because our guest today has a lot of information on what's going to happen in the next few weeks regarding the Earth, stars, and planets. It's a total eclipse of the chart today here on That's So Retrograde. We're welcoming back to the show our high priestess of all things astro knowledge and all around... Just goddess. Goddess. Yes. Queen of goddess. <laughs> That's the thing yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Ambi Sitham will be joining us to talk about the double eclipses that we're experiencing in the month of March. What the fuck is an eclipse? I don't even know. Can't wait to hear from her. Something about alignments and earth and moon and sun. So we made it through February, which... High five. High five, um, which is always the best month to start uh, a month long anything because it's the shortest of all the months. Mm-hmm. And it was really like the official start energetically right. of the year, which I yeah. really felt actually. I really felt. I would say. You're I'm, back. I'm back. I'm back. Thanks I'm for coming back. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thought I was going to lose her for a second, um, you guys. <laughs> you know, we just kind of have our like personal roller coasters once in a while. It's, and it's a journey. It's part of the journey. Yeah. So it's just beautiful to have the new month. The sun is shining. We're feeling fucking great. But I will say, and the the listeners, I always want to say readers. Do you always want to say readers? I always want to say readers. I want to say viewers. So, Maybe we're just manifesting. Yeah, we're yeah. All the ways that you ingest our podcast. <laughs> um, I have, and Ambi will talk about this in a moment, but I have been feeling a bit of unearthing of older emotional things. Right. Which has been interesting um, because it's not the same as it was maybe like the first time around, but mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like a deep uncovering happening and I'm just trying to like, you know, manage it and maintain my daily practices and keep that positive energy up. Yeah. What's working for you right now in terms of the daily practice? Well, I've been really being good at waking up and doing a few sun salutations just to like get into my body. Mm-hmm. And then I'll either have um, a lemon water or apple cider vinegar depending on the vibe. Yeah, what I'm feeling. <laughs> and then I'll do my 10 minute meditation. You get on with your bad self. I do. And then hopefully I have time. If I wake up early, I have time to do all the things meditation plus my morning pages, which makes me feel like the best. Yeah. But then if I can't fit them all in, then it, at least if I've done the sun salutations and the lemon water, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Just trying to turn it all on. My boyfriend's you know? been in Cuba, so there's really no reason for me to be staying in bed. <laughs> so I've been getting up really early. Love that it's- you think that people who are single also don't like to just stay in bed because <laughs> I do that and there's nobody there. Well, I've realized like for my personal motivation right, right. Is, is now you know off traveling. So right. that's fine. I've been doing yoga in the AM, Good. which has been great. And then also, but beforehand doing a meditation. Been doing that and obviously lemon water. And I think it's just about like centering in the morning. That's been the biggest thing. And what's been really interesting is somebody asked me recently, like, what's been the biggest takeaway from doing this show? Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because obviously we talk about morning practice with pretty much every guest that comes on at some point. And a lot of times the information was kind of like flowing through and I wasn't connecting with it mm. in a way that I guess I thought I should have been. Mm. 
Um, well, it takes a minute to integrate. It take, it's not even integrating. It's like I almost feel like what I've learned so much is that it's beautiful to try new things and seek things, and obviously that's what we're all about here. But a lot of times the ritual will find you, yeah. and it becomes it it becomes part of your day as opposed to you making it a part of your day. Yeah. And so that's really where I'm at now. It's like becoming like a second nature. Yeah. As opposed to me like feeling almost like I needed to force. We need to enjoy it. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Exactly. And I think to to what you're saying, like there's really it's just about not waking up and being like, all right, I got to go do my day. And like this aggressive, like you wake up and suddenly you're flooded with like a million things you need to do. Like I think we all just need to like wake up and chill. Yeah. Give yourself a second to wake up. Do whatever the things that you need to do. Try different practices, whatever they are. But the point is that you're like allowing yourself to come into the day instead of immediately. Because for so many years I would like have things in the morning and then be like not tired necessarily, just not there yet. Right. Because I was waking up and immediately going about my shit. And it's like that's not helping yeah, you I come know. into there's, your presence. There's this vision of like ease and grace throughout the day, especially in the morning, that I think can then start that domino effect for yeah. the rest of your day. Totally. So that's why we, we've talked about uh, morning practice so much, but it's really amazing to see it to actually do to it. have an imprint. Yeah. It's still blowing my mind. But so. I like what you said about not forcing, and I think that's like really important for people to take with them because that can itself be right. worse than any. Like, even if you just to... even if you just wake up in the morning, open your eyes, and like lay in your bed for ten minutes and just like kind of think about things. Like I think that's just as valuable. Yeah. Or you can just picture an angel pouring light over your skull and into your body, like I do. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should just, without further ado, yes. welcome the magnificent Ambie Sitham back to the program. Hi, Ambie. Hi, Ambie. Thank you for coming. We wanted to have you back because last time you were here, you said that March is going to be eclipse season? Yes. So what is that? <laughs> so you know how we, we, we talked a little bit. Did we talk a little bit about this last time, about how every month there's new moons and full moons? And obviously, you know, you manifest with a new moon and with a full moon, you use it as an opportunity to release. Yes. But twice a year, we have eclipse season. Okay. And eclipse season is basically offers a new moon and a full moon. And it's like a new moon that's almost on steroids. It's like, you know, a new moon that's like amped up that has so much power packed behind it. And a full moon that is like the power of sort of three full moons rolled into one. So it's a very, very intense time. Damn. So I'm sorry. To go back really quick, an eclipse from my knowledge Mm -hmm. is when the sun and the moon line up? No. Okay. Okay. Remember, there's two types of eclipses. So normally you have the earth, Mm -hmm. you have the sun, and then you have the moon. Right, the moon has doesn't actually have any light of her own. She simply reflects the light of the sun. Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you have a solar eclipse, the moon is between the sun and the earth, so she blocks the light of the sun from the earth. Okay. Okay. When you have a lunar eclipse the earth is between the sun and the moon. And because, obviously, the, like I said before, the, the moon has no light of her own, the, there is a, it's an illusion. It's as though the moon has disappeared. See, we have this total lunar eclipse of darkness. Okay. 
So that's what it that is, is on a kind of, I don't know, what type of level. Astrological no, level? As- astronomical. astronomical. Right. I think it's, a- yes. Thank you. Didn't do yeah. well in school in that subject. <laughs> Funnily enough, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> and it only came to me later on in life. <laughs> okay, so now we have what's coming up. So what we've got coming up in March, I, I've been calling now March for a, for a long time as game-changing sort of, as a game-changer of a month. Okay. So we have on the 8th of March, actually at I think 5.54 p.m. in Los Angeles, a uh, solar eclipse. And this is actually going to be a total solar eclipse. Of the heart. Uh, totally. Right. Well, I think the I'm lunar eclipse is... Waiting for that. <laughs> no, you need to do a little sing-song for the lunar eclipse okay. I'm going to talk about <laughs> later in March because that is a total eclipse of the heart. Amazing. I, know, so I can can't sing, wait. You can sing at that time. <laughs> but this, going back to this first eclipse, so... You know, the 8th of March, 5.54 p.m., Los Angeles time. Now, by that time, I think it's pretty much um, sunset, isn't it? So the sun kind of disappears anyway. So we won't sort of feel it as powerfully as, as you might if it was happening earlier on in the day. But we have that solar eclipse, and it's going to be at 18 degrees of Pisces. Okay. okay? Now, with astrology, something to understand is that you know, if someone was wanting to understand exactly how this eclipse was going to affect them, they'd be looking at whether they were Pisces or Pisces rising or where Pisces sits in their specific unique natal chart. Also, they would be looking at where they had 18 degrees in their natal charts. They could have 18 degrees of Libra. They could have 18 degrees of Virgo. You know, they could have 18 degrees of Aries. It doesn't matter. But wherever they have that specific mathematical degree is where the eclipse is also going to touch and ping, as it were, cosmically ping their chart, okay? So that's just something that for people to understand and know about. And we One can go online and type Absolutely. In. You can go, I think there's Cafe Astrology, there's Astro.com. If you know the time of your birth as, as exact as possible, you can type in those details and it will bring up your free natal chart, which means you can help understand your chart, your, you know, yourself. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of what I'm trying to do on my new site is to have information on there that once someone someone can has their chart they can read their chart themselves from the information i'm putting online so it's like to educate you to understand your own chart amazing yeah because it's all about education um so anyway back to this um solar eclipse so like i said before this you know normally we have a new moon and it's like yes let's manifest let's you know set goals that we want to achieve for the month ahead maybe set a goal we want to come to fruition at the full corresponding full moon to that new moon great when we have a solar eclipse, it's as though huge changes are being ushered in, right? So, so solar eclipses are largely, by the way, very positive. They're very positive times of quick, sudden change. Hmm. Now, to, to a person, sometimes they can look at this. Like, I've seen a lot of people have quick pregnancies around solar eclipses. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing Elizabeth's boyfriend's not going to be around. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, woo, let's be careful. Um, but, you know, or sudden enge- seemingly sudden engagements or, you know, things like that. Or let's quickly move in together. Or, you know, these things that happen. Or, and, or I'm suddenly going to go travel the world. But actually, this change... This person that's experiencing this change has been un- subconsciously attracting this change for some time. Okay. You, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Through yeah. their actions, through their consciousness, through through their subconscious, their soul has almost been attracting this change. Now, sometimes solar eclipses can bring in change that we would think, oh, it's like the rug has been pulled from underneath my fe- feet, you know, something like that. Like a change that we think, oh, that's not a good change. But actually, in hindsight, in time to come, you will look back at that solar eclipse and say, like, pretend someone gets sacked. Okay, fired, as you like to say in America. Mm-hmm. You get fired. 
you know, at the time, that doesn't seem like a good thing. But in time to come, that was the change that allowed them to set up their own business or pursue their passion. So solar eclipses are very, very, very powerful cosmic windows for manifesting. Mm, Okay, that's really good to know. But the other thing that everyone should know is that with this eclipse, it's as though, imagine that someone has taken a photograph, not the photographs that we take with our phones, that obviously we immediately look at and do whatever to a poster. or whatever. Filter. But yeah, filter. <laughs> I definitely need about 20 filters. Um, but imagine <laughs> imagine a photograph that's like, that's taken with, with film, okay? And it's like a snapshot. Imagine that every solar eclipse that we're going to have a snapshot that's taken with a film camera. And we're going to take that film and we're going to put it into a lab. And it's slowly going to start to develop. Okay, because this is the thing. People will think around eclipse season, they might be like listening to this thinking, oh, what's exciting going to happen to me? And it may be that they don't see anything like huge or significant happen on the day of the eclipse or on the week of the eclipse. What they have to do is understand that just like that photograph, that that negative or whatever it's called is developing in a lab, with a solar eclipse, you need to look for one month following the solar eclipse and six months post the eclipse to really see what it was that was bubbling for you that's going to come to fruition that was your big change so the night of the eclipse it would be prudent to like journal or meditate or do something that sets an intention absolutely and you know again if you think about it like this you know if this solar eclipse is falling in pisces so pisces for all of us in the natural zodiac which applies to everybody is the the it's the 12th house it's the house of the unseen it's the house of the subconscious it's the house of secrets mysteries endings you know it's completion but it's also a house of spirituality because for a lot of us even you know you know i might say i'm spiritual i'm spiritual teacher or whatever but a lot of my spirituality is kept within you know it's kind of very very private and deeply sort of hidden and only i really me and whoever is up there knows about it you know so it's pisces is the house of all of those things for all of us so it's a time for us to think very much about our own personal spirituality and how our own personal spirituality and our own connection to our own spirit our higher selves our souls is can can help us with manifesting what it is that we want Mm. you know and uh, so that's one big thing to think about then secondly for everybody to look at where you know by going on to astro cafe astrology finding their natal chart and looking where do i have 18 degrees of pisces in my chart and where is this solar eclipse hitting my chart because it's that area of my life that a light is being shone on that i'm being given this kind of window of opportunity to create great big changes okay and, and, wow. and to manifest. And in terms of manifesting, not just to be thinking about manifesting for the month ahead, like normally we, we one would with, you know, with the soul astrology anyway, you do with them for the month ahead, but thinking about manifesting for six months time, like what do I want to kind of come to fruition by the autumn or fall, as you like to call it? You know, what do I want to see to be given, giving birth to at that time? You know? Mm. What are some tips for manifesting other than writing it down? Like, is there any type of, ritual we can have so it it holds a little more meaning absolutely you know i think one of the big things about manifesting this is going to sound a bit backwards but i like to do things in an an odd odd way think about what you don't want I'm, i'm not joking when i say that because everybody finds it very easy to think about what they don't want and that's what often just as human beings our ego selves really brings that to our attention like i don't want to be broke i don't want to be single i don't want to be childless you know whatever it is you know i don't want to be living with these horrible people you know (laughs) various 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 things instead of that thinking what do you want i want to be thriving i want to be successful i want to be so take your list of don't wants 
turn them into wants, therefore what you want to manifest, and then start to really look at, you know, I, I, I feel it's very important. A lot of the time people say that they want something, but when I unpeel it with them in private sessions and what we get down to, it's not that they don't necessarily, it's not actually the thing that they thought that they wanted, they want. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like somebody might say, I want to be in a relationship. And when you peel it down, of course, you know, the relationship is a manifestation of the fact that they want to feel that they are loved that they want to feel approved, approval. But that comes from self-approval. Do you see what I mean? It comes from surrounding love and putting love all around them in their life, you, you know? Yeah. So I think people need to do that, is, is to look at, you know, their don't wants, turn them into wants, and then look at those wants and spend a little bit of time go, going a little bit deeper, digging a bit deeper. You know, sometimes people come and say to me, I want to make this much money. And I'm like, well, why do you want to make that much? Like, that's okay. It's okay to want to make a certain amount of money. But why? And it comes down to... I want to help my family or I want to give myself security or I want to be able to go and travel for six months. And I'm like, okay, so that money is just a means to an end to what you want to create. We need to get deeper on, on what it is you're actually wanting to create, that freedom, that liberty, that, do you know, you know, that security. So that's another good tip that I have. I also feel like when you get specific with yourself, you start to be able to like find the connections in the world around you. Yes. When you write it down and you start becoming more f familiar and more kind of involved with your want, you can then manifest it much more easily because you've put it out there to the universe. It's a good thing. So what else about specifically in Pisces, this eclipse? You know, it's really interesting because this, t it's not just about Pisces, but kind of the astrology of this mm -hmm. eclipse is such that this eclipse is on top of, it's like conjunct. Chiron, okay? So when, when we talk about conjunction, it means that two planets are on top of each other, mm -hmm. okay? So the sun is almost sat on top of Chiron, who is this wounded healer, right? So Chiron represents wounding, but also represents being a maverick, the healer of our own wounds. Yes. What's Chiron? Okay. Chiron is like a planet. Well, he's kind of a planetoid, but he is a very, very significant planet because he is so much so about our wounds, but also about how we can be our own healers of our wounds mm. and about he's a maverick. So in, in, in ancient times, he was the wounded healer. He had all these wounds himself, but he had this amazing, incredible gift that he could heal others. And he wasn't part of the establishment. He was like somebody that would go to all the outcasts. He was a real maverick. So for all of us, where we have Chiron in our chart is about how we can be a maverick, mm. how we can heal our own wounds and heal others by doing so, but also be different, you know, not be part of the norm, but be that special spark of light that our world very much needs. Back to the solar eclipse, Chiron on top of Pisces is saying, there's often a wound with what we want. Mm. So we're trying to manifest things, but what we're trying to manifest is often exactly where our wound lies, you know? Mm. So we, you know, we, we might say somebody comes to me and they, they want to manifest a certain thing with abundance, but they actually have a lot of limiting beliefs about money mm -hmm. or about, the, about money or about their own self-worth. And so it's healing that helps them manifest that or say it's about love. It's the same thing. So in a strange sense, even though this is a very positive, you know, cosmic window, this is a very positive new moon, there is a wounding there that may come to light that we need to heal in order to manifest what it is that we desire. Mm. That's, I think that's really interesting because it's true. Like a lot of times, like with abundance especially, I think that's like the number one most like limited thing where like people want it and it's like, I could have it, it's right there. But like there's so much in between that, especially because the world is kind of telling you like, 
this is the way things are. And like the idea of like doing a quote unquote like magical thinking about it can totally. seem kind of ridiculous. Yeah, totally. I mean, but it's just all these kind of, um, you know, you have to go blinkers off. You, you turn the blinkers off of, of what everyone else is thinking. You know, the people that manifest are the people that just ignore everything else that's going on right. and they have their goal and they are not, because remember those are limiting beliefs of society. So if we let limiting, we all have our own limiting beliefs, then our families have certain beliefs that they project onto us. Our communities or whatever might have certain beliefs. Our friendships, our groups of friends might have beliefs of who we are. Mm -hmm. And then we've got society's beliefs. So sometimes you need to just like ignore everybody else and just do your thing. And I was reading about the full moon in Virgo and it was saying like a similar thing about just going full steam ahead and ignoring like things that look like roadblocks. Yeah. That's what Mystic Mama said, IDK. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then that's the solar eclipse. Yeah. And that's on March 8th. Yes. And then after that, we have another one? Yes, because remember, so eclipses come in pairs, okay? So, you know, when you have a solar eclipse, you will have, you will have a, also a lunar eclipse two weeks later. And then you will have six months later another set of eclipses again, a solar and a lunar eclipse. So the current set of eclipses are actually in Pisces and Virgo, right? Mm. So this this full moon that we just had in Virgo was the culmination of the solar eclipse in Virgo that was back in September last year. Mm -hmm. Whereas this full moon that is coming in on, I think it's on the 23rd. In fact, it is the 23rd of uh, March at around 11 a.m. ish in Los Angeles time. This full moon is in is a to is a partial lunar eclipse in Libra. So this is completing over two oh, years wow. worth of an axis of eclipses in Libra and Aries. Mm. This is going to be the last one for another nine years. And what's interesting is is that in the natural zodiac, Libra rules the seventh house, which is the house of our serious one-to-one -one relationships marriage, business partnerships, all our real soul connection, one-to-one -one personal relationships are coming under the spotlight. Just generally, by the way, come under the spotlight during any lunar eclipses because they're very, very emotional times, but also very much so under this eclipse. So this is a real total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> okay, because... Because of Libra? Yes, because Libra is the, rules relationships. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So Libra in the seventh house is the ruler of, you know, those one-to-one -one relationships. I have a Venus in Libra. Hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> the balance I am not seeking that don't have. So the lunar eclipses, is this, would you say, a good time to be letting go of things? Yes. So look, the lunar eclipse is going to be... Uh, the lunar eclipse is, is probably going to be quite intense, to be completely honest with you. Like solar Emotional. Eclipse, and when's yeah. the date of that? The 23rd. I'm going to jot that down. <laughs> Put it on your calendar, guys. If you cry, it's and okay. March 23rd, March cry 23rd. day. <laughs> yeah, it could well be cry day. And you could feel it. And by the way, with both sets of eclipses, notice what's going on around the eclipses. Like, just be quite cognizant. Like, be a bit more aware of what's happening, you know, the week before, the week after. It's the whole month of March. It's like, hmm, like investigating what's going we on. We just got out of that damn shadow, and now... It's always something it's in always the cosmos. But we work with it. We, you know, we don't work, yeah. you know, we work with the flow. We but I think that's it. really good advice, just, like, in general. Like, observe what you're feeling and be aware of what's coming up and noticing things rather than reacting. Yeah. Don't react. Observe, observe, observe. Which is why, you know, you need to, everyone needs to meditate a little bit more but back to the lunar eclipse okay so this isn't actually this is wrapping up a couple of years worth of relationship karma for all of us mm. i can't i mean i'd like to say that a bit more dramatically but for <laughs> all of us for like, all of us we'll put in a sound effect <laughs> yeah. later like we'll oh, drop dun, the dun, beat. Dun, dun, like something like that oh yeah. i like that <laughs> 
<laughs> and I tell you, and so, well, what's really, really fascinating is that this lunar eclipse is happening now, and then in September, Jupiter, planet of good fortune, expansion, all blessings, everything like that, goes into Libra, the sign Ooh. of relationships. So this is great, great opportunity to clear up our stuff, our baggage, our emotional baggage, our limiting beliefs. You know, maybe it's people that we need to just like let go of. Maybe it's memories. But also remember, everyone, whenever I talk about relationships, everyone straight away goes to romantic relationships. And of course, that is a big part of it. But it's also our relationships with maybe our parents. You know, our relationships with maybe a school teacher at school that said something to us that's, that's left an imprint on our brain. You know, maybe a, a deep friendship. French, friends are like soulmates too, right? Business partners, whatever it is. It's, but also, most importantly, our relationship with ourself. Mm. I like that. Always and forever. Always and forever. I wear the best friend's necklace just together on my own self. <laughs> Aw. So sad. <laughs> Elizabeth looks sad. I'm so alone. <laughs> I'd, I'd wear the other half. You would? Yeah. I'll get you one. Oh, cool. I'll just get you a full one for yourself, too. Oh. She's not sharing. Sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah. Trendsetters. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so, so you see, so, okay, so another thing to remember about the lunar eclipse. Okay, one other thing I forgot to say about solar eclipses, oh, just yeah. to go back for a of moment, course. is that sometimes if you imagine that the sun is like yang energy and that sometimes that energy could be, because it's, the sun disappears essentially, we might not see everything for what it is at the solar eclipse. That's just another thing to add in that, you know, I said that for some people, they may feel as though the rug's being pulled underneath them at a solar eclipse or that something's being eclipsed out. Don't worry, well, you may worry at the time, your ego may worry, but you might not just be seeing everything for what it really is. So just trust in the big picture a little bit. The yang is the more aggressive energy? It's, the more, it's, it's not more aggressive energy, it's just more of a male energy. And we've all got that male energy and that female energy within us. So if yang is yang is the masculine, so then yin's obviously the feminine. Yes, yin okay. is the feminine. And if you think about this every month, when you have a, a you know the sun is telling us where that drive, that more masculine um, yang energy is astrologically, cosmically for the month, and the moon is telling us where that yin, that feminine, that more emotional energy is every month. Mm. So at this lunar eclipse, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a lunar eclipse in Libra. Libra's ruler is Venus. It's very much this kind of yin energy of our emotions our feelings you know it could be a bit of a and that's why there might be waterworks at this time and it might be good crying you know it's not always bad crying but it is that kind of feminine energy absolutely so yin is the feminine yang is the masculine which one mm. is the gender ambiguous yong <laughs> <laughs> which one's the trans energy non-gender identifier oh right right yong. So i can't keep oh. track of is all yong, this is yong no, no, really I, made, I just made it okay. <laughs> i mean i think it's 2016 we need to be there mm. i'm over it okay <laughs> there you go steph's answered <laughs> coming back to this you know to this lunar eclipse we have to understand that, you know, I, I mentioned that this, this lunar eclipse, sometimes you get a total lunar eclipse, you know, where you see that, you know, you get these blood moons, etc., and it's as though the moon turns red or like the moon just completely disappears and, you know, and then it comes back over the course of the eclipse. With this one, it's a partial lunar eclipse. But what happens with this is there is this big shadow that comes down onto Earth, right? But with that shadow, that shadow as above, so below, it's reflecting our shadow. Mm. It's reflecting the shadow of us, our shadow selves and the shadow selves in all the people around us often at lunar eclipses we can find out something about somebody that we didn't that we don't really want to know or that mm. hear retro shade 
Oh my ha. gosh. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that for so long. For a while. <laughs> so so, so the, this this shadow that falls down on the earth and that fall, therefore reflects on us, on ourselves and the people around us, we might see the shadow of another individual. You know, we might see someone's poop come up. Shadow, shadow. Can we just define shadow for a second? Okay. So our shadow self. So we're all we're all we're all part light, mm-hmm. part darkness. You mm-hmm. know, all of us. Doesn't matter how pure you are, you just do have some shadow. Um, and that that light is our is our spiritual selves. It's our higher selves. It's our soul. It's our spirits. That's that part of us is a spark of creation, the divine. And our shadow is our ego self. It's the reaction. You know, it's the reactive self. It's the the fearful self, the small self, the jealous self, whatever it is. I always t- talk about myself and stand up as my shadow self. Wow! Like it's like the side of me that's like just that thing. That, that, that comes out during the stand-up. Yeah, where it's like, it's just pure ego. But it, like, it works it out for me. Yeah. So I don't and, have and to like, deal with it in my life. Yeah, but an ego is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, no. We can use ego in a, in a positive way. And we, yeah. the whole point is we embrace the shadow in order to allow it to become light. Right? right? Because within the shadow is light. Within the sh- so we have to remember that as well. Well, it wouldn't be able to be there without the light. Exactly. We, we have to have both because otherwise we wouldn't be living here on earth. We would be a spark of something up there. Right. But back to the shadow. So we may see things around this time within ourselves as well. We may have like really dark shadow reactions to things. We may have very intense emotions about mm. certain things may trigger us around the lunar eclipse. And you imagine that I said earlier that, you know, these full moons are intense times... Um, emotionally anyway and then you imagine that the full moon lunar eclipse is like a full moon on crack and therefore it's an even more intense time so we may see things about ourselves that we're like oh my god i didn't know that i could be like that dark i didn't know but remember you have to see it to and, and it needs to be illuminated we need to see it to feel it to let it transform to let it and to transcend it so I know what's going on in between, like we just had this full moon and then we're moving into the eclipses, but like right now, like this week and next week, I feel like a, a bunch of people have approached me and been like, I have anxiety right now. Like yep. I'm feeling really dark right now. I'm feeling really sad. And I'm just like, there's got to be a reason for this. Well, yes, there is a reason. Astrologic okay. as well. Los it's- Angeles. <laughs> Showbiz. <laughs> Gosh. What planet um, is that in? <laughs> so, you know, one of the reasons for this is that, you know, I'm not sure how, I'm sure that people listening will probably be aware of this, but there were these squares called Pluto-Uranus squares that were coming up. There were seven of them that were occurring between 2012 and, and technically ended around March last year. And this Pluto-Uranus square was all about destruction, the destroying of the old paradigm, of the old way of being and living, the patriarchy, all the systems around us, governments, banking systems, everything, and the rebuilding of this new that offers true liberation that is about humanity, is about progressiveness and inclusion of everybody. Now, this Pluto-Uranus square, they have not been pleasant for very many people. Yeah. You know? They have been real rug being pulled out of you and being falling over, standing up again, and then being slapped down again. I mean, they've been quite difficult. And what's happened is those have been reactivated, okay? Because with astrology, as different planets traverse, you know, it's in mathematical numbers, they reactivate old Configure astrological configuration. They like dust it off and yeah, then dust like, it off oops, and bring sorry. it back in again. Okay. So Pluto-Uranus has been, re- has been coming back, basically. And that's what a lot of people may have been tapping into and may have been feeling. But that's a good thing because it allows it, because the whole point of Pluto-Uranus squares was not just to destroy, to hurt you, but it was like, you weren't being punished. We were all being pushed 
it was like, you know, with darkness was coming up, there was all this destruction in order for us to rebirth. So this is a real time of rebirth. I love the idea of using, like, to be aware of your emotions, to be aware of the sadness and the darkness in order to, like, point you in a direction of where you need to go. I think we kind of are trained to, like, have a dark feeling and, like, antidepressant culture, just, like, push it away. Just, like, don't feel it. It's too dark. It's too scary. And, like, I like that the the idea of letting it wash over you until it kind of, like, just passes over yeah, you. It's allowing yourself, you know, feeling is healing. Yeah. It's simple. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to feel what is coming up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how dark it is. You know, you could journal something one day and look at it two days later and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I journaled that. But that's okay at that time. That's how you felt. This too shall pass. Everyone needs to remember that, too. But the trick of, like, not being reactive. So it's, like, it's so hard to, like, toe that line between... I'm feeling really sad, but how can I still go about my day with carrying this like weird cloud on my shoulder? And I think that when people feel like that, it's a really good idea to put themselves in a little bubble. When we're feeling extra sensitive, put yourself in that little bubble, you know, so that you can avoid being overly reactive. Because remember, everyone else around you is also experiencing these, right. these transits. They're also feeling the effects of the cosmos, whether they're aware of it or not. So you need to understand that and take that into consideration. It's not just us. It's all of us because we are one. Mm-hmm. So to recap, mm-hmm. March what? Is eighth. The, eighth is the eighth is the is the solar, solar eclipse. Total solar eclipse. Twenty third. Twenty third. Lunar. Partial. Partial lunar eclipse. Okay. And the whole month is going to be a game changer month. It's like we're setting sail for a new course. I fucking love I that. I'm obsessed with that. So into it. And I loved your tips for manifesting. We'll keep track of those, how, how Steph and I are doing. And don't be afraid of yourself in your journals. I really like that. Because yesterday I woke up and I was in a pissy mood and I wrote some dark shit down. And then I was like, I'm better now. I'm cool now. But I was like, please nobody read that because they'll yeah. think if I'm a murderer. Saw, if you saw some of the things, you know, everyone thinks I'm all sweetness and light. And I am. But, you know, I've had shadow too. Yeah. It comes out. Yeah. It's great. We just had a full moon. In Virgo. And as a celebration, you launched your website. New and fabulous alchemywithambi.com. And we will link to that on the blog. Congratulations. And you have some beautiful blog posts that you're oh, you. sharing your knowledge. And it's funny because Stephanie and I always get asked. People find out what our podcast is about and they'll be like, oh, I'm a Gemini. What does that mean? And we're like, uh, we don't know. No idea. So <laughs> I'm like, you have two personalities and I shouldn't date you? Yeah. <laughs> here's what we think. Here's what we think. We think the next time you're on, because I don't know if you knew this, but you are our official astrologist for that so retrograde. We should ask you, will you be our official <laughs> astro consultant? I hereby agree. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Okay. Consent. <laughs> there is no retrograde shadow, therefore I will. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. So um, thinking that maybe uh, we could field some questions from our beautiful listeners yes. regarding astrology, anything yes. like I'm dating a guy, he's this, I'm that, what's the vibe, or, you know... I would love that. Moon stuff. You know, I can't think of anything, anything else. That you guys obviously, can think of. all has to do with getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind. Like, that's where all astro questions mm-hmm. go, right? He's a Virgo, but his dick's a real Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, you need to look at the Mars sign for that. Really? Not for the actual penis, but, you know, <laughs> for other parts. Amazing. So, uh, I hereby propose. Yes. We have everyone. Call to action. Call to action. Feel free to shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. At uh, that's a retrograde at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram. That's it a thing. It goes down in the DM, it yo. It goes down in the DM. You can 
DM us on Twitter. You can comment on any of our Instagram posts or um, just call our hotline. No, not we're not there yet. We need a hotline. But it'll, we'll get there. We'll manifest that for idea. sure. I'm putting that in my full moon manifestation. Okay. Oh, cool. 1-800-SO-RETROGRADE. So then maybe in April we'll have you back with our oh. astro questions and we'll like really sure. finally be able to be of service in that way in a whole new Yes. Through you. <laughs> We're not doing much, but, you know. I would be delighted to do that. And, you know, um, it can ask whatever they want, and um, there will also be some information on the new website that they yeah. can educate themselves cool. with. So, I love that. Yay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This is, I've never known about eclipses, and now I do. Me either. Hooray. We did it. We did it. You did it. High fives. Yes, that's a retrograde. I love it when we have English people on our show. It makes us sound so smart. I want to put her in my pocket and take her with me wherever I go. Maybe for the next show. I know you wouldn't tell by what I just did, but I played Oliver in the eighth grade play, and I had a great English accent. You, you did great. When I played... Um, Please, sir, I want some more. Sorry. I played Peter Pan my <laughs> yeah. senior year of high school. Oh, my God, so cute. It was a crowning moment. Um, I had, like, a, a slight, like, the, the masculine voice kind of had, like, a slight little, like... Can I get a sample? It was like, Peter. <laughs> was it so... It was like, Wendy. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> It's good. Should we revive our our youth and put on like a Peter Pan Oliver mashup where we're both boys? I think that would be great. Eames, do you want to produce it? She's down. Perfect. She's down. She got it. <laughs> um, well, that would Who be. Who do you want to be? Who's Tiger Lily? From Peter Pan. Oh, you can be Tiger Lily. Or you should be Rufio. That's Hook. Whatever. <laughs> Rufio. Let's move on. The last. <laughs> so guess what time it is, Steph? Roses and thorns, 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 and thorns, thorns, thorns. God, you can really sense the musical theater background. The background theater. I like the way you said that. Damn, girl. So real. Wow. What you got, girl? Well, I just wanted to take a moment right now for my rose to shout out all of the dope ladies in my life. Uh, We were able to manage to organize a all-female crafting night. Which, first of all, Emily Althus, who is our dear friend, hosted us. And we show up and she's, we called it high tea because we were trying to be proper. Right. That was it. Right. (laughs) High was a double entendre. And um, she made tiny sandwiches, fresh dill butter, cut the crust off the sandwich, turned them into cinnamon sticks. A lemon cake with like a rosemary lemon frosting. I don't even know what was going on with it, but I loved it. I ate pretty much the whole cake. See, that's not possible because I ate most of the cake. Then we both ate the whole cake. And then, okay, so we all, we just all brought all of our crafts over and we all just decided we wanted to make. What did you make? Ooh, I made a few things. Yes. I made a bracelet. Yeah, yeah. You you came and left a different person. Yeah, I made a bracelet. I made, I decorated a jar with enamel paint. You made a choker. And I made a choker. And you got your hair braided. And I got my hair braided. Yeah. I'm and- just repeating everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also helps when one of the girls in attendance works at like the fanciest salon in LA known for braid bars. And so <laughs> yeah. just like also we just casually had a fancy braid bar. Yeah, she was kind of, she was like, what should I do? Oh, I know I can give everybody braids. And we were like, braids life and then i published my first book which somebody valued at 22 dollars she you guys she made the most beautiful (laughs) handmade journal 
quote book thing. It was so inspiring. Each page just like really shone on its own. And I was so proud of you, Steph. Thanks. I know. Really, really beautiful. I'm shadily creative. Number one page. Should we talk about it? Yeah. So it was a very collaborative effort because like Chelsea came over and gave me the picture and right. Olivia made the heart. And then you came over and you were like, there should be a notes to self page. So then I did the notes to self mm-hmm. that looked like typewriter letters. And then I glued a bunny on it. Which I secretly like to think that bunny was for me. It was for you. And then on the bunny, I just wrote slay. So notes to self. Slay. Slay bunny. Because <laughs> um, so, secretly, I love following those cute little bunnies on Instagram. That's like my weird Elizabeth thing. wants a bunny in her life. But here's the thing. She hates animals. And I was actually talking about this with someone the other day because somehow rodents came into the conversation. And I was like, Elizabeth wants a bunny. And then they were like, they smell so bad. I was like, I know. I keep trying to explain to her that she she doesn't even like touching my dog. And then she thinks she can have a fucking rodent in her house. This sounds really – I feel like I can hear people judging me. But that's Nobody's okay. judging you. No, I'll tell you – no, I stopped telling people at when I was out in social situations that – Animals and I weren't a vibe because of the judgment that I felt. It was because people so think heavy. you're a bad person. Yeah, and it's like no, I'm actually just like much better with people. Right. So you can't get a bunny because they smell, and they're an animal. Whatever. Thorn. Thorn. <laughs> okay, I'll. Even though I agree, they're really cute and really soft. Maybe what you should get is like a vintage bunny fur. Um, if it's vintage, it doesn't count. It died like 50 years ago. What's your thorn? That bunny that died 50 years ago? <laughs> My thorn is that fur is not socially acceptable. <laughs> um, what's your rose? Ooh, well, I've got a double rose. <laughs> and they're both home-related. We'll get to this further, more in-depth on next week's show. Mm-hmm. But uh, for next week's episode, in anticipation of, we had... Lisa Viscardi, who is a clarity expert. She is a rare gem. Who uh, is is all about the clarity within one space. Mm-hmm. Showed up at my doorstep mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And took basically one look at where I was living and really was able to, to pinpoint all of the blocks within my home, which in you know correlation to that were the blocks in my life that I've literally been been actively working through but for someone to show up at my house look me in the eye and literally be like what are your blocks and it just was like what the fuck the universe was so present that day and it was just so unreal and so I'm just been really working at getting my home and my space clear so that the rest of everything else in my life can like clear and be concise. And there's just such a beautiful correlation between those two things. And it's really incredible being able to explore it. It's really incredible having an expert like Lisa just be able to just get your life for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I walked in, you're like, meet my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so like, oh, what have I missed? She's amazing. We'll, we'll have her on next week. But so... That's just been, you know, it's a lot of what she does is it's about literally taking everything out of the space and starting new. So right now things are in a deep upheaval, uh, which at times is really motivating. And I'm like, yeah, I'm organizing, doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other times it is very much really heavy and stressful and icky and it makes me just want to like lie down and take a nap so um yeah. that's life yeah dude but I'm in the thick of it right now so that's the rose and the thorn and then more roses on the house related tip 
Fuller House got me ah. so good this weekend. Oh, my God. Our friend Hale, who's been staying with me, he and I were like, let's just put it on. And then at the end of the first episode, literal tears. Oh, my God. I don't God. know why this thing is getting such bad reviews, but if, if anybody else was a TGIF watcher as I was religiously as a child, probably because I didn't have siblings and didn't have anything else to do on a Friday night. Sad. Um, thorn. But <laughs> Elizabeth's childhood is my thorn. <laughs> no, I had the best childhood. Just a lot of TV. Yeah, this, you know, it's really for the fans. Time out. Yeah. So I get it. I'm with you. I watched some of it. Love yeah. you for that. However, can we just backtrack where you say you don't know why it's getting such bad reviews? Because I feel like you do know. Well, no. This show, it had a very distinct format right it's like there's some type of conflict there's a lesson at the end it's like very you know there's like everyone has their little bit and their shtick and it's good and it's happy and it's uplifting and right it's, it's kid friendly and that's really and it had like what's going on with the adults versus what's going on with the kids and there was all a lesson that tied it in at the end what are the people saying the negative reviews i just heard i just read headlines i wasn't really and like, what did they say that it. it just didn't wasn't landing well, it's fucking full house, it, you guys. It's, exa- it's for the fans. That's all I'm going to say. My rose of that show is the little boy. Yeah, he's really great on it. He's a star, whoever he's that great. kid is. I, I, they Him and Jody even... Sweeten's tits really steal the show. Totally. <laughs> and I just really enjoy seeing a woman with that big of tits on television. It's unreal. It's great. She's killing it. She was born to play Stephanie Tanner, and it's nice to see her And back. she did have a really emotional scene where she's talking about how... She can't have children. Oh, yeah. Really tackling the tough issues. Totally. And funny. And she's crying. And Elizabeth, like, wakes up from her, like, sleep. And she's like, she's actually a really good actress. <laughs> I did. Because Stephanie did watch it with me. So did Emo, our producer. We had a Fuller House party. We I'll thought say, we were going to go to a dance party. And then we ended up inside of a couch. <laughs> I will say, fun side rows from a couple of years ago was I was at the Grove with some friends. And we looked at the Barnes and Noble, and literally it was like seven twenty-five, and at seven thirty it was Jody Sweeten's book signing. Yes, and did you so go we inside? Went inside, amazing. We got a book. We got it signed. It was. What's so the special. name of the book? Like Confessions of a Meth Head. I don't remember, but yeah, something along those lines. Anyway, she was perfectly lovely, but it's really nice to see her back. And I also think, like, what a crazy thing that like all of them are like playing these characters. Like, does that ever happen? Twenty. 20- some odd years later and it's like besides what besides wet hot american summer right i actually hope that they all get real careers now i'm all about the revival i'm good for you thanks (laughs) um wait another weird rose that happened to me today and this is like sort of random i don't even know why i'm saying it but i ran into my friend at this audition and she goes oh my god you look like a hottie boom body but what i heard is oh my god i like your honeymoon body and then I go, what's a honeymoon body? And then she snapped at me and goes, you don't know what a hottie boom body is? And like yelled at me in front of like other girls. And I was like, honeymoon body should be a thing though. Honeymoon body is a thing that's like right after you start eating again after your wedding. So you kind of look like a little <laughs> bit fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well. like, it's like the loving yourself and not giving a fuck body. Exactly. I'm down. That's my body type. Um, just to recap, mm-hmm. the eclipses are happening. Yes. Don't um, be scared. Don't be scared. Put it in your calendar. Also, gearing up for Ask Ambie, this is the first time we're doing this, and we should also let everyone know that they can also ask us questions. Mm-hmm. We won't have the astrological knowledge aspect as much, but... Uh, we are 30 and we have lived. We're 30 and... Flirty and thriving. Thriving, exactly. So... 
Again, you can find us at thatsoretrograde.com. And feel free to tweet us, message us, what have you, at so retrograde. That's so retrograde at gmail.com. And uh, in light of the shadow, witching you some retro shade. <laughs> Just trying it. I had to. I like it. It's great. I'm into it. Thank you. All right. All right. Wishing everybody a blessed week. Namaste listening. And living. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde.